when two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing, you get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton. And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. Hello and welcome to When Your Sport Ends, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I'm Brooke Beerhouse, alongside my co-host Don Sutton on this week's episode of When Your Sport Ends. Our conversation this week gets into the family aspect of being a part of a close-knit team, going after what feels right to you regardless of what others might say or think, navigating the end of your sport during the coronavirus pandemic, and you'll probably learn a thing or two about rugby. Our guest, Kobe Marshall, is a former rugby player for Iona College in New York. Kobe is the host of Rugby Talk on the Believe Podcast Network. And his recent episode, Minorities in Rugby, is a dynamic conversation with multiple rugby players discussing their experiences as black rugby players throughout the years. It's a great episode that we recommend checking out. Definitely. And before we get into our conversation, we want to highlight a recent review on Apple Podcast by Athlete1794629, who gave us a five-star rating and said, amazing show. We appreciate the review and the love, Athlete1794629. If you agree with the feedback or have any additional feedback for us, we would love it if you left a rating and review to keep our podcast relevant on the platforms. And with that, let us get into our conversation with Colby. So, watching Premier League, it's funny how you say that. Have you always been into just international sports? I've always, I've played soccer for the majority of my life. So Mm -hmm. from an early age, from around 12, I started following Manchester United and uh, I always just loved Wayne Rooney and he was always my favorite player. So I followed them, uh, you know, from since I was 12 years old, but uh, that's really the only international sport that I, I, like I didn't, I never followed rugby or anything. (laughs) growing up how'd you get into rugby then yeah so I was a freshman at Iona in 2014 and I lived with five or six guys that were on the rugby team and uh at the at that time like like I said I never heard of rugby I never saw it all I knew was that it was a really rough sport and it had that uh it was known for being really physical and so I didn't play my freshman year, but the following year, my sophomore year is when I joined the team. And it was just, it stemmed from me sitting at home the summer before my sophomore year and just realizing that I was bored out of my mind and I didn't really have a plan that summer like I'm used to having when it comes to a sport and when it comes to working towards a goal. And I was just missing that. So I decided to pick up rugby my my sophomore year in 2015. Awesome. So I, I had kind of a similar instance after I uh, graduated, I actually went to Houston and I played for one of their 
I don't know club, what you call them, clubs, maybe. pro, Emmy, semi pro or whatever you want to call them just on their B team, nothing special, but that's where I learned about rugby and man, it's a fun sport. It is right. <laughs> and oh, what, people, what people don't realize is I think for Americans, they, I feel like Americans would relate to the game more than they would think because like at first a lot of people are turned off by the sport because of how confusing it seems, mm-hmm. but it's not really that confusing. Like you can pick it up pretty quickly when you have somebody that, you know, sits you down and explains it to you. So, um, Definitely. like after, yeah, like when I started playing, I, it didn't take me long to pick up the sport. And, uh, especially when it comes to sevens rugby, I think Americans would, uh, would really like that brand, that brand. Yeah. And, and it is, it is a fast growing sport in America today. I mean, we have, one of the best sevens teams in the, in the world. So. Wow. I didn't know that. Now, what, what position did you play? Uh, or were you, were you mostly back? I was a back. I played yeah. wing fullback. Okay. And uh, a little bit of fly half when I was okay. uh, in my junior year. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I was open flank. I was just a bigger dude, but still <laughs> fast. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was always fun, and I loved it just because the time doesn't stop like soccer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's always moving. Yeah, you're right about that. Always, it's always moving, and the things are always moving. The thing about Texas, though, is everybody who played was who had played football previously. Yeah. So people, oh, gosh. People got penalized all the time for two feet off the ground hits, you know? Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Texas, that's the uh, – that is ground zero for football. Like that's where, mm-hmm. you know, all the best football players come from. So how, so after, after finishing college, what was the uh, transition like for you without rugby? Did you find another team? Did you keep playing or? Well, I'm did- actually in the middle of my transition away from rugby. Okay. And so after my last game with Iona back in, November of 2019, I was invited to the training camp for Rugby United New York, which is a pro team in the MLR. And uh, so I trained with them for around two months. And, you know, after those two months, I kind of realized that, you know, these guys had a passion for the game that I was never going to have. And as much as I liked playing for Iona, I knew that uh, playing professional rugby was something that I just didn't want to do. And before that point, playing pro was a goal of mine and that's what I was striving for. Um, but yeah, I realized that in February that, you know, I needed to, I guess, move on from rugby for now. Well, it's interesting too. I like that. Um, I'm curious how you decided to get started with the, your new podcast because you have a podcast on the Believe Network that yeah. um, you know I'll link in the show notes below. But what was that process like? Thinking about um, you know having a show and, and discussing rugby. What are you hoping mm-hmm. to maybe share with others or find out about yourself? Um, walk us through that. Yeah. So. Um, after I stopped playing, I, 
I, uh, the first thing that I did was I reached out to a guy named Matt McCarthy. And so Matt McCarthy, he has a show called Rugby Wrap Up, where he invites all these former players and uh, a bunch of rugby nuts on to talk about the MLR. And uh, what's funny is Matt McCarthy, he called my, my last game for Iona with Greg McWilliams. And Greg McWilliams mm-hmm. is the head coach of Rugby United New York. So he's he's the guy that invited me to come play for his pro team. So they were calling the game together and I ended up meeting Matt McCarthy while I was um, at Rooney after a training session. And so when I stopped playing to get back to the story, I, he was the first person I reached out to. Wow. And uh, he, yeah, he gave me a spot to come on his show to do a, a rugby segment. And so I was doing that up until, uh, the coronavirus hit and everything got shut down and we had to all come home. And I was actually approached by Believe to do a rugby show. Like I didn't have an intention to do a rugby podcast or anything, but I was still open to, you know, staying involved with the sport just because of how much I like it. Sounds like he still had the passion. And you want yeah. to talk a little bit maybe about the different level of passion that's like, yes. I'll definitely do a podcast. Yeah, well, uh, I guess that's the, uh, I guess that's the media, the sports media major in me. So I, I majored in sports media and uh, and broadcasting college, and so I love talking about sports. Like I'm very fluent with a lot of different sports: uh, basketball, soccer, football, baseball, and now rugby. And so, uh, you know, picking up the game. Playing wise is one thing, but I think, you know, talking about the game, it, it came a little more natural to me because I'm so used to talking about, you know, the likes of soccer and football and basketball. And so I really have, you know, no issue, uh, you know, starting a conversation up about rugby. So I guess that's where that stems from. That's really cool. I think that's such a neat way to combine your passion and also your talent because there are a lot of people who get lost in in everything that go on in sport. So mm-hmm. um, that's really cool to be able to share that with people and have an opportunity to talk about a sport that not very many people know. I mean, I have a very limited knowledge on it, so I would definitely be interested in, in following along on your podcast when it comes out and mm-hmm. learning more. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to know a ton about the sport to I to I guess listen to my podcast. Like I think we have some pretty good conversations with uh me and my former teammates and coaches and uh experiences and stories and lessons that we learn and and uh share with each other. And so I mean rugby it's a great sport. It's it's a brotherhood. And I think that's something that's another thing about the sport that people don't realize is how much of a a family a rugby team is like after a rugby game, there's always food. Um, you know, there's always a food table set up for both for both teams to come together and to chat and to uh, just hang out and learn about each other and talk to each other. And you don't really see that with too many other sports. At least I I haven't seen that with you know soccer and uh, basketball, those sports that I played growing up. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a great sport, and I transitioning away from it now it's tough because you know as an athlete, 
I, I think that, I think that people, we tend to, uh, look at ourselves as, you know, just like we have trouble defining who we really are, you know, Mm -hmm. um, whether you're an athlete, a doctor or a lawyer, like, it doesn't matter. You're more than what you do. And I think now is a great time is if you're transitioning from college into the real world as an athlete, it's a great time to really learn new things about yourself and to really uh, hone in on your values and things like that and sort of have a self-discovery process. Yeah. And you really got hit with a double whammy. I feel like after, because your sport ended in November and then mm-hmm. um, February, you you mentioned you had some time where you were doing segments on another show and, you know, kind of working through this transition period. Well, then the coronavirus hits and all of us are feeling kind of disconnected or alone in a way. And when you hit talked about before with rugby being such a community focused and team, that's something that Don and I wanted to talk about with you is how are you finding that team aspect elsewhere or are you right now? Because it's a really hard time for everyone. And I can only imagine going through both of those things at the same time would bring mm. about some, some interesting insights on your end. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm fortunate enough to uh, come back home to a place where I have a family. You know, I have, I have my mother and I have my father and I have my sister here who have always been uh, a great support system throughout my life. So I can talk to them about pretty much anything. And I've also been doing a lot of reading, listening to different podcasts. I found this, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. So his his daughter, she actually runs a tremendous podcast. And so I've just been uh, knocking out episodes on that podcast just about every day. And uh, they have some really great insights. Um, in a lot of different great Bruce Lee stories. So I've just been trying to, and also, you know, staying in, the, in contact with teammates and, uh, and friends from college. So just trying to, you know, fill certain voids and, uh, you know, learning, trying to learn new things and, you know, just trying to stay busy. Very nice. That must be a, it it must've been an interesting time as well. So are you doing um, mostly podcasts right now, as well as reading, or is there something else Mm -hmm. that you're also doing on the side? Uh, Yeah, well, I'm doing, I'm trying to grow this podcast um, right now. I think it has the potential to be something really special. I know so many great people from rugby, from my head coach to uh, the coaches at Rooney to teammates from Iona, alumni. And uh, I look forward to having them all on on the podcast. I think it could be something really special. Um, I also have uh, a passion for writing. So I've been doing a little, a little bit of writing during the, uh, during the pandemic, honing in on my journalism skills. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm a big gamer as well. So video games are, they probably, that's something that I do just about every day. And yeah, just listening to good podcasts like this one. Um, I was li- yeah, no, I was listening to, you guys uh, did an episode on mental health with uh, former defensive end, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, that was a uh, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He he was uh, he had some good insights, and I enjoyed the, I enjoyed that episode. But yeah, just you know, doing things like that, and uh, you know, not not stressing too much about anything. I mean, we're in a time where obviously we're not in control of what's happening, so we just have to yeah. try to make the best of the situation. And we will jump right back into this conversation, but first we need to take a really quick break to check in with our sponsors. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. That's exactly the type of system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. It was designed to be used while protecting your home 24-7, easy and efficient. You can order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. You can head to simplysafe.com team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com team. You know what? It feels good to fear less. I was curious about... Um, if there were any lessons and sort of just mm -hmm. skills, I want to say skills is actually the better word from rugby right now that you have found yourself kind of implementing in your life. Maybe that surprised mm -hmm. you or some that you knew would transfer into real life anyways, but I'd love to hear any, any of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think playing rugby has, uh, it, it's it helps your your competitive skills like in whatever you do i think that it's important to be competitive mm -hmm. you know no matter what it is and you know playing sports you know growing up my entire life you know i always looked at myself as being competitive so when i picked up rugby in college it, it was just it was a way to continue to hone you know my competitive skills and uh rugby also it it taught me that I shouldn't really care what people think because I remember when I started playing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a kid at the time I was, you know, a soccer kid that had no idea what the sport was. And so I had friends, you know, I, I, I had friends, I called them friends back then. They're not my friends now, but I had friends that, you know, would say to other people, if Colby can play rugby, you know, then anybody can play rugby. And mm that was something that I kept in my back pocket my entire career. And, you know, it goes to show, you know, that anything's, anything's possible. You just can't, you can't really listen to what other people say or worry about what other people think. If you believe that something good can come out of what you're doing, whether you're a beginner at it, a beginner at it, or, you know, whatever you, you should go for it. And, now, would you that. say that competitive spirit uh, kind of launched you into the sophomore year for rugby? And why not play uh, soccer? Yeah, soccer. I, I I love soccer. I love following soccer, but I lost the passion for playing it. And uh, I realized that when I when I came when I came to college, I was obviously I was thinking about playing, mm -hmm. but by the time I got to school, I realized. I just wanted to do something else. I wasn't looking to continue to play soccer. And I'm always, I would look at myself as a person that's open to trying new things. And so 
when I had the opportunity to try rugby, you know, especially with people telling me that, you know, it's something that I couldn't do. It made me want to try it and try to exceed at it even more. And it, it gave me it lit kind of a fire under me and gave me yeah. uh, like this anger. Like, I feel like anger is good when you um, channel it the right way. Mm-hmm. Right. It can yeah. be very, very beneficial uh, when you're trying to, and in, in trying to reach a goal or trying to attain something. It can be very beneficial uh, if, if used the right way. So uh, I think it takes a lot of courage too to start something new and not to worry, like you said, about, I mean, everyone has to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. you're, when you were saying that, it reminded me of our um, most recent episode. We have a pro mountain biker, a friend of mine, Kara, and she picked it up three years ago, you know, and, and wasn't scared about how that, you know, would make other people feel because you're not living your life for other people. And, and so I think that takes a lot right. of courage to like learn something new and to really just go for it. That's right. really and cool. Yeah, you're right. You can't live your life for other people and you never know where things can take you. Like I never would have thought that I would have had the opportunity to play professional rugby when I started playing. And that was just something that never crossed my mind, you know? And so it just goes to show you that if you just believe in yourself and you work hard, anything is any anything is possible. And it sounds cliche, but it, it's true. Yeah, that's something, you know, it's funny because one of the last questions that we always end up asking people is, because we like to honestly, truly love to hear this, but it's what would you tell your former self in college or high school, knowing what you know now, you know, would you, what advice mm-hmm. would you give? Um, and everyone always says that at first they preface it with, well, this sounds cliche or this sounds silly or whatever. Um, but I think the best advice really, really is a little bit of a cliche um, and not to it just because you mentioned that. That's why I wanted to, to say it. But I also would love to hear your answer on what you would tell your former self if you could, your freshman year self, because it sounds like um, that was really a turning point for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I would, I would tell myself really not to stress and not to, not to worry because there are a lot of up and downs that I experienced, whether it was injury or, uh, not making a, not making the A side, you know, being left on the B side or C side. And, uh, you know, it would, it would weigh on me mentally and emotionally. And so I would, I would tell myself just to trust the process and to, just, uh, you know, don't, don't stress about, don't stress about this rugby thing because it's going to work out because it's something that you were meant to, to come across in your life. I'm really curious if you feel like sharing about your freshman year, because, um, going from being an athlete and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're an athlete, athlete all through high school. And then, um, that freshman year you kind of had where, quote unquote, normal college life. Um, Mm -hmm. and then decided that, you know, like you said, you wanted it to, you wanted to be a part of something and and put your talent and competitive spirit towards something, which ended up being a new sport and rugby and a new community. But what, you know, what did you process through going back to freshman year? Can you, are, are there any events that really stick out to you or, 
a story mm-hmm. that you'd like to share that maybe was a really big spark or turning point? Well, the thing about my freshman year is I had a blast not <laughs> playing a sport or not being, you know, obligated to go to practice or anything like that. I had a, I had a blast, you know, being a regular kid for once yeah. in a while. And yeah, like I did play sports throughout high school. And so it was new for me and it was a nice, it was a nice break. But uh, there was a time during that year where I went to a rugby practice and I met the coach and his name is Bruce McLean. And he's one of the most uh, well-known coaches in, in the entire country. And uh, I didn't know this at the time. Like I didn't know anything about him. And so, you know, my, my roommate, he, he's on the team. So he walks over with Bruce and he introduces me to Bruce and, you know, he shakes my hand. And the first thing he says is, Oh, you're from Piscataway. And he starts talking to me about, you know, buddies that he had from Piscataway. And I'm thinking, you know, how does he know I'm from Piscataway? But then I realized I had a bracelet on that said the Piscataway Chiefs, which is our, our high school. And that's, that just sums up who he was. And from that point on that uh, meeting with Bruce always stuck with me for the rest of freshman year. And so when, uh, when I was sitting at home in the summer, uh, I guess, you know, I thought about Bruce. I thought about trying out rugby, you know, how, how nice of a guy he was and, you know, why not, why not try it? Yeah. That's neat. I really love that story. It's amazing the impact that one moment can have on someone. I was recently doing a talk about that where, you know, we have these moments every day that we're given a chance to spark a connection or maybe even just make someone smile that has the ability to then, you know, trickle effect. And um, I really, that's such a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Bruce, he's, he's like, He's a huge part of, he's been a huge part of my life for the past couple of years. He is, he's one of the most vibrant people you're ever going to meet. Uh, he's just, he's different. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm honored that I was able to play under him for five years and to learn from him. And honestly, I wouldn't be the player that I, that I am today if it wasn't for everything that he taught me. Yeah. Maybe you can share with us a little teaser or something that you would like viewers and listeners to know about rugby, or if you would like to tease something that you have coming up on your podcast, either of those, I think we'd really love to hear that as a way to keep in contact with you and, you know, Mm -hmm. stay up to date on what you're doing. Yeah, of course. Uh, So guys, we are going to settle this debate on the ultimate Iona starting uh 15s team and i'm going to have on a special guest that will end all discussions or debates or what whatever he's going to settle everything and he's going to give you guys the uh the ultimate iona team so definitely look forward to that and uh it's going to be fun i i i do look forward to having on not only more iona guys but uh guys that i played with at the professional level because I'm sure that they have amazing rugby stories and journeys and uh, things that they can share. But uh, look forward to, for my Iona uh, teammates and fans out there, look forward to Tim Downey coming on to end the discussion for the Iona Ultimate 15 side. 
One of my favorite accessories when I'm traveling and working abroad is my Skyrim Solis. But lately, I haven't been traveling. Is that that orange puck you've been using on our road trips? Yes, that orange puck is actually a Wi-Fi hotspot. And it allows for me to get my work done and have Wi-Fi even when we're in some sketchy service area. The Skyrim Solis and Skyrim Accessories are all 20% off when you use the code ROAMWITHBROOK at skyrom.com. The link for that is in our bio and it's also in the description of the podcast.